Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The Buffalo Project, as I understand it, is a group of high-ranking business leaders from Alberta and Saskatchewan, and what they're working on is a better deal for Western Canada within Confederation. They're Federalists. However, again, as I understand it, at the same time, members of the Buffalo Project are not unaware of the growing unease in Western Canada. And uh, the chairman of the Buffalo Project, Dallas Howe, has said, the West faces an existential moment in Confederation. If another election cycle goes by with the West being demonized or ignored, Confederation itself is at risk. Mr. Howe joins us on the Roy Green Show. Um, let's do this on a first-name basis. Dallas, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And thank you for having us on to talk about this. Yeah, it's, it's so important. You know, we, we spent decades talking about Quebec's unhappiness within Confederation, which twice has taken us to the brink of a Quebec referendum on separation. In 1995, the last one, it was, I think, two or three point something or other in the percentages game um, that that saved, saved Confederation from Quebec leaving. There are now people years later who are saying, well, it would have been better if it had gone the other way. But we are where we are. I just gave a little bit of a, as I understand it, um, description of what the Buffalo Project is. But can you just expand on that for us, please, a little bit? Tell us what it is, when it was created, and why. Sure. You did a pretty good job of summarizing it. But back in uh, 2017 and going into 2018, uh, Brad Wall announced that he was uh, leaving politics. And that was uh, a catalyst for me that I thought that was terrible that – here was a respected voice, not only in the West, but across Canada, and he was going to be leaving politics. So that started a discussion with Brad Wall and others, and we ended up taking the name Buffalo Project. Brad Wall indicated that, uh, you know, if we we're going to do this, we should be calling it the Buffalo Project, because that's what Alberta and Saskatchewan should have been called in 1905, which was not allowed to happen by the central government. So that was really the origin of it. And as time went on, uh, it was a small group of uh, business people in Alberta and Saskatchewan got together and created, uh, as you said, something that's looking for a new fair deal for the West in Confederation. And this is not a new problem. It's been going on for over 100 years, and it seems like it ebbs and flows. But uh, at this point, uh, again, there seems to be a growing anger and a demand for change. So that was the basis of it, organized. And the good news and the bad news is that it was relatively easy to do, which was the good news. The bad news was it was because people were so unhappy and disillusioned and all of that, that they were really searching for something that they could get involved in to once and for all try and solve this problem of Western alienation. So that's all the basis of how uh, it got started. And really, it's it's summing it up is that we're just looking for a new deal for the West that's fair and doesn't come out as anti-oil and the, all the equalization issues of unfairness and piling on carbon taxes. And it just seems the list goes on and on, and we just need this new deal. And so what Buffalo is trying to do 
is be a voice to educate and communicate and really push for action on these things to be done. Okay, and you are all highly respected business experts, business leaders. You were the former chairman of the Potash Corporation, so we should tell tell our listeners that. So now one of the things that you're doing, and you're looking very closely at the leadership race that is underway for the Conservative Party of Canada. Yesterday we spoke with uh, Pierre, Pierre Polyev, who we heard at the beginning of the uh, the hour, uh, the clip from the interview, Mr. Polyev, talking about the decision made by the Alberta Court of Appeal concerning this, I'm still calling it Bill, Bill C-69, because that's what it is. Um, can, can you tell us, please, how this grading process is, is going on, and how do you, how does the Buffalo Project, how are you grading the individual candidates? What, uh, Who's doing well, who's doing not so well? Okay, well... Uh, we thought this was a good idea because, first of all, we're nonpartisan, but a lot of our supporters are members of the Conservative Party. So there's a there's a real interest in this leadership, and leadership is really important because this ultimately or potentially this could be uh, picking the next Prime Minister of Canada. So it's really important, and Canadians, including Westerners, are now preoccupied trying to rebuild their lives after COVID and now uh, rapid inflation, all these other things. So we thought it'd be worthwhile to do as simple as possible assessment from the lens of Western Canada. What what does it mean for the West in terms of what these leaders are saying and what they're committed to? So that gave us a basis to basically a report card where we took four issues that were important to the West, and then we tried to have our researchers find out where do the candidates sit on these issues. And on the basis of that, we went through and did a simple uh, school grading system on each of the uh, six individuals that have put their names up. So that's kind of the basis of it and why we're doing it. Okay. Can you give us the grades that you've given the candidates? Okay. Well, I can go through them quickly and we can uh, dig down uh, uh, more deeply if you want. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, Scott Atchison, grade F. And again, uh, uh, reason there, he seems like a very nice fellow, but just unclear on Western policies that we were doing our grading on. Uh, Robin uh, Baber, uh, great C, and he's really come up because he started out uh, not being very clear, but he's become very clear on things like scrapping equalizations and things like that. So he's had moved from a F up to a C. Uh, Patrick Brown is a C minus. And again, uh, there's information on a plan for Western Canada that's on his uh, website called uh, fighterleaderwinner.ca that uh, you can go and check further. But his policies are strong and they're welcome. The issue is with uh, Brown that uh, he was against the carbon tax while running for Ontario PC leader, only confirm after he won the leadership that he would implement a carbon tax. So there's really a trust issue there that's uh, causing his grade to pull down in terms of, you know, what what really is his past actions and how they might impact. Jean Charest gets a C minus, and that was upgraded from a D minus to a C minus as he came out and more clearly articulated uh, uh, items like moving to more private health care options and repealing Bill C-69 and C-48 and on discussions of excluding non-renewable resources from equalization formula and canceling carbon tax. But as we all know, he's a very smart, seasoned politician, 
And uh, with just some of that history, there's a there's a issue there that you know, talk is cheap, but uh, we've graded him uh, as we have because there is some risk of just to follow through on these issues. Uh, Leslyn Lewis, uh, graded B, uh, seems very committed to Western Canada, pro-energy, repeal BC C69, C48, and I guess we would like to hear more of what her thoughts are on equalization and uh, some other aspects, but uh, she's been given a B. And then Pierre Polyev has given a grade A, and again, uh, pretty clear. I don't think anyone has any problem seeing where he stands on any issue. And he comes out very strong on uh, the Western Canadian issues of interest to us, uh, more private health care, pro-Canadian energy, uh, just the whole business that uh, resonates in Western Canada in terms of making Canada the freest nation on earth and things like that. So that gets him an A. Okay. So that's basically yeah. the rundown. Now, to be clear, this is an ongoing process, and uh, it's, a, it's a long, we're not in a sprint here, it's a marathon. This is a four-month process. And, uh, you know, we can pick a government in 30 days, but it looks like it takes six months to pick a leader of a party. <laughs> in any event, uh, we'll be watching this, and uh, hopefully as more information comes out and we invite uh, input from the candidates, we'll uh, go through this grading process. Dallas, is Confederation at risk already? I think so, Roy. You know, it's, this is an old problem, and it's really hard to pull the emotion out of it. It's been ongoing for 117 years. But right now, and I guess people always feel things are different, but right now it does feel different because pre-COVID, when our polling and all of that would show there was a high anger level developing in Alberta, and Saskatchewan, and Alberta and Saskatchewan think exactly alike in the polling. It's interesting to see that. And and then uh, COVID came along, and really the fear overtook everything, and, and so it was all kind of put on pause. But the latest information we have is that anger is back, and it's really in spades now because it's been fed more by issues now about freedom and government overreach and things that weren't prevalent uh, in, in people's minds uh, pre, pre-COVID. So I think there is a time now where we're really at great risk. And just look at look at what goes on. We have a referendum in Alberta, which is a people speaking, and there's no response from the federal government to take the, any serious consideration about that. And we have letters written by Premiers Kenny and Moe and efforts taken and all of that. And from every, anything I can understand, they're they're ignored or or uh, or pushed off or whatever. We now have a Supreme Court of Alberta reaching a decision that's that's at the governance justice level of the country. Again, it seems like the first reaction is we'll fight it by the federal government. So I think at all levels we're in we're in a space now where I think it is it is dangerous because. No longer can I, even the Conservative Party think of the Western vote being captive, that it has nowhere else to go and all of that. I think it's just an important time, a critical time in our country where, you know, the Westerners aren't asking for special treatment or anything like that. It's just we've moved from a period of almost indifference or accepting what the West contributed to a punishment time. 
and and really that that punishment for the things that Westerners do and believe in and all of that really has to stop. So, you know, I'm I'm talking strongly about it, and it's really hard to separate the emotion. But I think when you get down to it, there are so many facts of what's going on now that just support the fact that there's just got to be the recognition of the West needing a do, new deal. And and it's reasonable that all it wants is fairness. Yeah, so sorry, I'm hearing. For, sorry for going into a bit of a. No, it's okay. It's okay. We have about a minute left. What I'm hearing you say yeah. is essentially, I mean, I'm grabbing a line from a movie here, Network, where the news anchor says, I've had enough. And I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. I'm hearing that from Western Canada, and it's not just now. I've been hearing that on this program from Western Canada for several years, and it hasn't been taken seriously. And I would, I would advise this federal government, I would advise everybody in this country, if you are a federalist, take very seriously what's coming out of Western Canada, what Mr. Howe is saying, because there's fatigue. There is fatigue. Um, are you hopeful that... Do you have any hope? In, do you have any, we have 20 seconds here. Uh, Dallas, I wish we had more. Do you have any any hope for Trudeau doing the right thing? You know, I think, again, uh, politicians are, are very pragmatic. And if, if, they're, if it would just sink in that this is a serious moment and it's going to be part of his legacy in terms of how this is navigated through... You know, there's always hope. I'm always hopeful, okay. and uh, I've known a lot of politicians, and they, uh, sometimes if there's enough pressure, they'll do the right thing. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.